Welcome to Fictionary. I'm your host, Deetra, and I'm so glad that you're here and that you are you. If this is your first time visiting us, welcome, and I hope that you enjoy. Today, I am sipping on a Thai tea boba drink that I made myself. Yes, by myself, y'all. And let me just tell you that it was a trial and a half. I had banana fingers. I don't know. I have like a serious case of the dropsies and I couldn't hold on to anything to save my life. So I managed to spill a bowl of boba all over myself and it wasn't fun trying to remove the boba from my clothing and from my floor. I mean, okay, I'm going to be 100 with you guys and I'm going to say it was actually a little bit fun because it reminded me of being a kid and making a big mess of things just so that you could experience the feeling of something like you know spilling milk all over the floor and then splashing in it like a puddle or rubbing peanut butter all over your body and I don't know just because it might feel interesting or trying to eat your cereal like a cat you know, like on the ground and lapping it up from the bowl. I don't know. Weird things that you do when you're a kid. And it seems like such a great idea because you just want to see what it's like. And it was kind of like that, except this really wasn't on purpose. It was a total accident, but it was kind of interesting the way the boba stuck all over me and these sticky little polka dots. And then they crawled slowly down my body like one of those old school wacky wall walker toys okay it was interesting (laughs) it wasn't fun cleaning it up but it was interesting anyway all that being said I managed to clean up my mess and finish making my drink and it was somewhat worth the drama um So I am relaxing my mind right now and chatting with you all after stressing myself out over this damn drink because my goodness, it was a lot of work, but you can check it out on my uh, Facebook, my TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you follow Fictionary. I'll share the video of making the drink. I will not be sharing the footage of me covered in boba because I wasn't actually recording at that time. I dropped the camera. It was one of those moments. And then I was scared that I broke the my phone. It was just, oh. Anyway, you can check it out and see how to make your own Thai tea boba drink. It's delicious and super easy. Unless you're me. <laughs> so I actually do have some very exciting news for you all today. I mean, I have been geeking out about this since last night when I received the email that changed my life. Okay, (laughs) I know that's dramatic and also a bit of an over-exaggeration, but it was nonetheless a very exciting email. So a little backstory, on a whim, a few weeks ago, I decided to apply for a press pass for the Philadelphia Fan Expo in April. So I, I applied and I planned to attend anyway because I... And me, and why wouldn't I go to the Philadelphia Fan Expo? I want to go meet comic book writers. I want to go meet actors from my favorite sci-fi shows and movies. Um, yes, please sign me in. So I thought it would be kind of cool if I could share this experience with all of you. So I applied, and holy crap, guys! Fictionary was accepted. We have press passes um, for the Philadelphia Fan Expo. So I will be there and I will be reporting from the expo. I'm going to be 
freaking out the whole time, but I'm so excited and I really can't wait to share all of the awesome experiences with you guys from the convention. And I'm working on getting interviews with some of the guests at Fan Expo. I have to confess that I think you will be excited to hear these interviews if any of them work out. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping so. Some of the people that I really wanted to interview aren't doing interviews and I guess apparently it's kind of hard to get the interviews, but I'm on the list and we shall see because I will lose my mind. And so I'm working right now on my anti-fangirl training so that I am prepared for this convention come the weekend of April 8th because I do not want to show up and like fangirl out and faint or do something crazy. So I'm practicing my meditation. No ho, do not squeal. No matter how hot he is, you cannot catch a feel. No ho, do not squeal. No matter how hot he is, you cannot catch a feel. Yeah, that's my chant. I'm <laughs> I'm working on it, gay. And then I'm working on my cardio in case all else fails and I have to run from security, right? No, I kid. I kid, guys. <laughs> I don't think that that's going to happen. I'm absolutely positive it will not. I am a safe person. Okay, but I am very excited about this opportunity. And if you live in the area and you want to check out the convention, follow the link in the show notes and join me on this journey. So if you're a nerd like me, this is probably right up your alley, guys. You're going to want to go. It's the Philadelphia Fan Expo and it's the weekend of April 8th. I will be there all three days um, getting interviews and documenting the event. So, you know, if you want to live vicariously through me, by all means, I will do my best to share in some special episodes um, the experience with you. So anyway, today, before we get into our stories, I want to venture away from relationship speak just for today and talk about something that has been on my mind. Okay. It's Women's History Month, and I think this is the perfect time to discuss this film. I've been thinking about Disney's Disney Pixar movie, uh, Turning Red, and I watched it and loved everything about it. However, as happens with basically everything, people have watched it and they have opposing thoughts on it and they have felt the need to poo-poo it all over the place. Like I keep seeing all of these posts talking about how it's not appropriate for children and this is a bad movie. It's teaching kids bad things. And I don't know. I just like 100% absolutely vehemently disagree with these assertions, Um, albeit I do not have children myself, but I have nephews and I just, I don't see where this is damaging if you approach it in the proper way. So since we're all free to our opinions, I thought that I would share mine. First, this isn't a movie for little kids. Like I think the target audience is tweens and up. Okay. The little ones can probably enjoy it because she turns into a giant panda and she, you know, that's fun. But, and you know, some of the songs are fun, but it's not like a Disney sing-along movie. Um, But I don't think that they'll be able to understand a lot of what's happening in the movie. Um, So you have to suss out whether you think your child is ready for this uh, content. But like I said, tweens and up, teenagers and up. Okay. Um, So 
a little bit about the movie. So Turning Red is a coming of age story and it's about this young woman named Mei Li and she is a fun, feisty, boy band obsessed 13 year old and she's going through the, you know, sometimes painful, sometimes awkward, a lot of times hilarious pains of adolescence. And you know, if puberty isn't enough, May discovers a family secret that causes her to turn into a giant red panda anytime her emotions get too high. So anytime she's too happy, anytime she's too sad, anytime she's angry, she's frustrated, she turns into a giant red panda, okay? And it's hijinks, it's just, it's great. And the story itself is so rich and it touches on so many things that are familiar to anyone who has gone through or is going through adolescence and I think that you know some people's argument is like oh it's for girls only it's not for boys but you know can boys not relate to girls can we not all relate to each other I think that we can and I think you know if someday you plan on being in a relationship or you know even just being able to understand somebody who identifies as female like maybe this would be helpful for them and bridging that gap of misunderstanding and taking away some of the stigma of things that we've stigmatized so stupidly in our society, like, it's just ridiculous. But anyway, so adolescence, you know, it's a time of discovery. You're learning who you are and how you're going to move through this world, how you identify yourself and you're pushing back against things. You're learning how to stand up for yourself. Right? It's a time of change and transition. Your your body's changing, your relationships are changing, your family, your friends, your teachers, every like those relationships are all changing. And your thoughts, the way that you think and see the world is changing. It's getting so much bigger than it was. And I think that Turning Red does such a beautiful job of telling this story. And I love that they approached it fearlessly, right? They didn't care about all of these stigmas. And in fact, they were like, stigma, what? This is life. This is this is what happens. You know, they talk about May getting her period and they actually show pads and they talk about different types. And I was just like, it shouldn't be a big thing, but it was such a big thing. It, I was so excited to see that because you never see that. And I thought it was so great that it was like in a Disney Pixar film, like, hey, ladies get periods. It's a thing that happens once a month, <laughs> like for the majority of their lives. So deal with it. It's a fact of life. Um, and then they show the challenges in family relationships and in her friendships and other relationships, but particularly the relationship between May and her mother. I don't know if anybody else went through like these rebellious stages. I know I did when I went through puberty. I say like from the ages of 13 to about 16 and a half, I just offer my sincere apologies to my mother and my father because I was crazy. Like everything was out of control and my thoughts were just like a little bit scatterbrained and you know so I pushed back against them a lot and you see that in this film and I think they did such a good job in showing it and especially with the depiction of her turning into the red panda you know is symbolic of that puberty monster man you just you, you go cray cray <laughs> it happens it's what happens and you know like I saw some commentary like some people were upset that May disobeyed her parents or she talked back to her mother and I honestly like I don't think it was anything crazy it was realistic like that is what happens when people start going through puberty like you change and 
I think what's important is you see May dealing with the consequences of her actions and then also in the changes that happen in her relationship. So it's not just like, oh, look at this, like May just like yelled at her mom and there was no consequences to it. There's consequences to your actions and I think they do a good job in showing that. Um, they deal with the changes in May's view of boys. Like one minute, boys are gross, ew, uh. And then the next, you're drawing pictures of them in your notebook and imagining what it would be like to hold their hands or maybe kiss them, oh, right? All super realistic and true to the changes that start to happen in puberty. You just change, it's okay. So anyway, I loved this movie and I think that if you have children about to enter this phase of life or that are currently going through this phase in life, watch this movie and then talk about it with them. I think that it can be a powerful tool to open up doors for conversations that maybe you weren't sure how to approach or maybe even that your kids have been wanting to have but didn't know how to talk to you about it, right? I think it's awesome and it gives you a way to get in there so to speak and if you don't have kids like me and you went through puberty just watch the movie for the nostalgia and the last because let me tell you I felt like my soul was seeing the boy band obsession just her and her little crew of friends like I loved it I cried a lot when I watched this movie because it was just so touching to me and just like very powerful uh wonderful like story so I recommend it guys Anyway, we're going to go ahead and get into our stories for today. I'm going to give you the title, I'll give you the genre, the action, and the word or character that had to be used in the story. All of the prompts are randomly generated and I have to write the stories in 100 words or less. So let's all sit back, relax, and enjoy. Our first story for today is titled Dreams. The genre is fantasy, the action is voting, and the word is symphony. My finely pointed ears quiver as I await the voting results. This is my fifth attempt at joining the Elven Symphony, and I hope my last. I've been practicing my ocarina with the goblin's obsession for gold. The odds are against me because I'm a forest elf, but I won't give up on my dream. To steady my heart, I play a melody for Moon Mother and lose myself. I'm pulled from my reverie by an intrusive hand on my shoulder. Isaiah, the voting is complete. You will be joining the symphony on a trial basis starting today. The end. (laughs) Guys, I really love trying to do accents. I hope that this did not sound real ratchet, but I really like this uh, story and rereading some of these, it always like re-inspires me with these ideas that I had. And um, I don't know if you guys ever played Legend of Zelda, but that's where I got the ocarina from, you know, hey. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the story, and I don't know, I might be continuing this one because I want to see what happens with Asaya in this symphony, in this magical uh, elven symphony. All right, let's get into our next story. Our second story for today is titled Plenty of Fish. The genre is romance, the action is swimming, and the word is burger. I shouldn't have eaten that burger, I think, as I'm sucked into a swirling vortex 
My mom will be glad to know she was right. You shouldn't swim after eating. I wait for my life to flash before my eyes. Drowning due to burger belly seems like a pretty accurate representation of what I should expect. I close my eyes. When they open again, I am lying on sand and above me is an Orlando Bloom pirate lookalike. Seeing I'm awake, he caresses my cheek. Mermaid, you've come back, he says with a rough Irish brogue. I've died and gone to heaven. The end. Y'all, can I get rescued by an Orlando Bloom pirate lookalike? This is what I do whenever I get these romance ones. I just write like my... (laughs) My fantasy, my ideal. I've been rescued, and he's hot, and he calls me his mermaid. <laughs> I, I, I've died and gone to heaven. You know, maybe eating that burger wasn't such a bad idea after all. Suck it. <laughs> all right, we're going to go ahead and get into our final story. Our final story for today is entitled Kindred. The genre is religious or inspirational. The action is ignoring someone. And the word is antlers. I fix my gaze on the deer head hanging morbidly on the wall and trace the line of its beautiful antlers. Why do we do this? Why do we take something beautiful and free and natural and pervert it? This poor deer is my kindred spirit. I focus on our sad similarities as I try to block out each brutal word hurled by my father. Cruel words slip through like disappointment, fag, and freak. They break through my focus and stab my secret places. A tear falls from the deer's eye. And suddenly, I'm running. I will be free. The end. So when I wrote this one, I was thinking of friends I have that I know um, have been ostracized from their families or their churches um, because they have same-sex attraction. And I just think it's, I don't know, it blows my mind, the ridiculousness and hypocrisy of it all. But... I the word antlers I don't know why whenever I think about deer and like just even hunting and people hanging up the animals heads or you know stuffing them doing taxidermy to their bodies and putting them up it's like this facsimile of what they really were it's like false life and it's frozen there and that's what I feel like um You know, some of my friends have described like feeling is, you know, they were trapped, frozen into this uh, facsimile of life, but not ever really living as themselves. And so um, that was like kind of that was the inspiration behind it. And it was just like I wanted to show some love to, you know, my friends, members of the LGBTQIA. I support you. I'm an ally. I love you guys. And be free. Be you. Don't let anybody try to put you in a box or in this case, taxidermy you and hang you on a wall. Don't do it. 
Anyway, um, that was our last story for today. I hope that you guys enjoyed. We will be back next week with three new stories and some more red flags and green flags because I want to get back on that. And um, again, remember, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We're all over social media. Yeah. Um, And if you have a moment, please uh, go to the show notes. You can check out the link for the Pennsylvania, um, the Philadelphia Fan Expo if you want to go check that out um, over the weekend of April 8th. Also, um, you can take a moment, if you so choose, to write a love letter to Fictionary. I entered a competition, uh, podcasts, competition to get money for your podcast and it would be definitely very helpful. Um, I've been investing funds to purchase items to improve Fictionary, um, to advertise for Fictionary. Um, I'm going to be buying some new microphones uh, for on-the-street uh, journalism because that's what we do now. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of things that I want to do. I want to get the swag store started. But all of these require an investment and, you know, coming out of pocket I've been doing it, but it, you know, it'd be nice to get a little financial support. So this would definitely be a way that you can help support Fictionary. And it only takes a, like a couple of minutes of your time just to write a quick letter um, in the podcast link in my show notes saying why you love Fictionary. I would really appreciate it. It would be amazing to win. Anyway, I love you guys and we will see you next week. Until next time, keep on reading. <laughs>